Connor, have you ever, um, you ever seen someone wearing a cross and think to yourself, I will, hold on one second. No, you're good. Have you, ever, have you ever seen somebody wearing a cross and think to yourself, I wonder if they know what that means? Every day? Every day? Yeah, yeah. You're, uh, you're not old enough to remember this. You got the first image? Who is that? Yeah, and what's she singing? Like a, like a prayer. Yeah, like a prayer. Um, <clears throat> I, I, I think this was 89. I, I think, is that, is that earlier than that? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm, not, I'm, not gonna, I'm not an expert on. I, I, I remember this video. I remember this video. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me. I remember this video and thinking, if she knows what that means <laughs> I wonder if she knows what this means and it's, it's not just celebrities it's not just celebrities it's uh it's all kind of folks that wear the jewelry that wear the stuff that wear the shirts or the or uh, you know uh, the back of the car right as they're like you know whipping in without a blinker and then pile you know I mean you know I mean goodness gracious do you know I mean do you know what that means which is, which is actually where we are for the next few weeks, is asking the question, what, what does it mean? What, is the, what does the cross mean? The, Ro- the Romans introduced it as uh, the, uh, a, 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 an innovative tool. I, I'll stop sort of, it, it, it was a tool used for execution but it was really a tool used for advancing their agenda, which I guess is another way of saying politics, right? Uh, because because it, and it was brilliant, it was brilliant, but it wasn't brilliant for its, its efficiency in executing people, right? Because you can be more efficient than the cross. The cross took a long time. The cross was a lot of work. If you wanted to execute people, and I'm not going like, to get into gory details, but like, there's some ways to do it that are a lot easier, right? Everybody? So, so what, what? So, 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 why the brilliance of the cross? Because the cross allowed someone to be executed over such a long period of time and in such a public way that anyone that might have been thinking they were going to resist the Romans now saw in living color that maybe that wasn't a good idea. The, the, the Romans' use of the cross as, as a political tool of execution was brilliant, but, but the truth is, it was Jesus that made the cross something that we still talk about. That's still the center of our worship life, the center of what we believe. And, 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 the, and the New Testament is filled with references in the same way that, that, that so many people are enamored with it. But do we, do we, know, do we know what it means? We've been, we've been encountering Mark now 
since the, we've been counting Jesus, excuse me, in the Gospel of Mark since the beginning of January. And, and each week we, we're, we're finding an, a, a, a different story and a different aspect of this one true God in the form of Jesus Christ. And, and it's Mark's Gospel that's been, that's been really showing us Jesus in, uh, in beautiful ways. Many of us know Mark's gospel was the first of the gospels written, and, and, and Mark's gospel was the prototype of the gospels, especially when it comes to the three gospels that are so similar, the synoptics for the way they see uh, the world of Jesus so similarly. Mark's gospel, uh, written first, was copied almost in its entirety by Matthew and then Matthew adds his elements in and Mark's gospels in, is, is copied almost in its entirety by Luke and then Luke adds some things in but but it's fascinating when you do like a study and some of you have done this in Bible studies or on your own when you do a study of what they choose to include and not include and how much they choose to include and emphasize and what amount of space for instance the, do you know that Mark's gospel is only 16 chapters long and and the first 10 chapters are dedicated to the three years of mark's excuse me of jesus adult ministry mark mark doesn't have any baby stories doesn't have any 12 year old stories i mean in mark's gospel jesus is full grown 30 years old and uh and he just steps on the scene gets baptized and he's off right and then and then mark gives 10 chapters to those three years and he gives six chapters to the last week some some folks have suggested that that if you that if you consider it the way the gospels have been arranged it's it's like it's like all of the chapters before the last week are this extensive development of Jesus the person so that when we get to the last week and spend so much energy and effort and space writing about him and studying about him that we would better understand what's happening in the last week which is another way of saying the gospels are written so that we would get the last week and what is the last week of Jesus life it's the cross the gospels are written so that we would understand the cross and it, and it really starts in the very first in the very first words. You uh, you go back to where we were a few weeks ago in Mark uh, chapter uh, one verses twenty five, twenty six, and twenty seven, and you see this this parallel development. Jesus is a wonder working, miracle working healer teacher, and simultaneously, people don't know what to do with him, and there's controversy about who he actually is. Here, Mark chapter 1, we're going to read a lot of, uh, of Bible passages, um, but, but we're going we're to go slow enough to keep up. Mark chapter 1, it's, uh, Jesus, Jesus in, this, in this healing story says, Silence, speaking harshly to the demon, come out of him. And it says the unclean spirit shook him and, and screamed, and then it came out. And everyone was shaken and questioned among themselves, what's this? A new teaching with authority? 
He even commands unclean spirits, and they obey him. This is where we were earlier in the year as we were encountering Jesus in the Gospel of Mark for the first time, and then, and then the next week there was a controversy story between Jesus and the, and the Pharisees, and the next week there was a controversy story between Jesus and the religious leaders, and it just continues. One week after another week, after another episode, after another installment, Jesus is who Jesus is, and people can't figure it out. And it, and it continues that way for three years until we get to that, to that climactic week that the Gospels have been getting us ready for. And we hear in Mark chapter 14. It was two days before Passover and the festival of unleavened, of unleavened bread. The chief priests and legal experts, through cunning tricks, we're searching for a way to arrest Jesus and kill him. But they agreed that it shouldn't happen during the festival, otherwise there would be an uproar among the people. A few verses later, they, their, their, their chance just walks in the door. It says, Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve, went to the chief priest to give Jesus up to them. When they heard it, they were delighted and promised to give him money. So we started looking for an opportunity to turn him in. Many of us are aware that the other Gospels actually tell us the amount of money that they gave or agreed to give Judas in exchange for giving up Jesus. Do you remember how much it was? 30 pieces of silver. 30, some, some I think say 30 shekels. Whatever it was, I can tell you it was not a lot of money. It was, it was, it was 30 pieces. 30 pieces. Not, not to be confused with like a Brinks truck, you know, beep, beep. No, no, it's just like 30 pieces it was like a small bag and then and then that was that was a couple of days earlier then when you get to that to that to that night that thursday night mark 14 27 it says jesus said to them he's had a meal with them in john's gospel it says it says he lays out this this giant just just effort at teaching them and showing them, and, he, and, and for the first time, he calls them friends. Here in Mark's gospel, it says, you will all falter in your faithfulness to me. As it is written, I will hit the shepherd, and the sheep will go off in all directions. But after I'm raised up, I will go before you to Galilee. And then Peter, we, we love Peter. Peter, Peter is this, uh, he's this prototype uh, like like hero of the story. Can't you imagine him just like beefy and, and just, just, just gorgeous and like blonde hair, blue eyes and always trying to save the day except for the one part where he actually can never save the day because he gets his in, in his own way. And, and, and Peter's like, no, Jesus, no. Even if everyone else stumbles, I won't. Jesus said to him, I assure you that on this very night before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times but peter <laughs> insists we, peter argues with jesus if i must die alongside you i won't deny you and then the rest of them said the same thing of course before the night is over the efforts of close to three years of cunning trickery and manipulation and coercion and betrayal come to a close one companion 
sells him out for a bag of money. The, 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 the religious leaders, it tells us that is the chief priest and the, and the legal experts and the religious leaders, they, they get a mob to go out in the night with torches and swords and they find Jesus praying in a garden and they arrest him. And then, and then if that's not enough, Peter out in the courtyard denies him, not once, not twice, but three times. These are his closest companions. Which raises the question, have, have you ever... Have you ever felt betrayed? Have you ever felt abandoned? Have you ever felt sold out? Have you ever had someone that you thought you could count on turn out to not come through? Has anyone ever promised you they will be there for you only to not be there for you? And when that happened, how did you feel? And, 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 and deep inside, where, where were those emotions leading you? Of course, it wasn't just his companions that set up this story, was it? It wasn't just his companions that, that, that let him down. It wasn't just his companions that made this to be the most terrible 24 hours anyone's ever lived through. Here's, here's just, here's just a, a sample of, of what else was going on. Mark chapter 15, verse 24. It says they crucified him. They divided up his clothes, drawing lots for them to determine who would take what. It was nine in the morning when they crucified him. The notice of the formal charge against him was written, the king of the Jews. They crucified two outlaws with him, one on his right and one on his left. People walking by? I mean, people walking by? They don't even have names. They don't even have like categories. They're just people walking by. They insult him, shaking their heads and saying, ha, so you were going to destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, were you? Save yourself and come down from that cross. In the same way, the chief priests were making fun of him amongst themselves, together with the legal experts. He saved others, they said, but he can't save himself. Let the Christ the king of Israel, come down from the cross, then we'll see and believe. Even those who had been crucified with Jesus insulted him. Here's the thing. Taking all the Gospels together, taking not just Mark's account, but, but Matthew and Luke and John, consider this. 
This is what happened to Jesus. Questioned, betrayed, deserted, denied, spit upon two times. Struck in the face, slapped, mocked, stripped naked, insulted, beaten, lied about, falsely accused, convicted. Hold on on right there. Hold on right there. Uh, Every one of these things is in the book. Next, condemned, crucified, humiliated, scorned, pierced, bruised, rejected, hated, stared at, reviled, left naked in public, left to die, and killed. So after all of this, how does Jesus respond? After all of this, how does Jesus make it right? After all that he did for them, and they do this in response, how does he respond? After the world gives him this, when all he did for the world was this, how does he respond? How would we respond? How would we be led? (laughs) I'm using that word because I feel like at this point, I would be outside of myself. And so this is what the Bible says. Luke 23, verse 33. says, when they arrived at the place called the skull, they crucified him along with the criminals, one on his right and the other on his left. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. They drew lots as a way of dividing up his clothing. And then a few verses later, It says, one of the criminals hanging next to Jesus insulted him. Aren't you the Christ? Save yourself and us. Responding, the other criminal spoke harshly to him. Don't you fear God, man? Seeing that you've also been sentenced to die. Say, we're rightly condemned. For we are receiving the appropriate sentence for what we did. But this man hanging in between us has done nothing wrong. And then that criminal said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And, 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 and Jesus turned to him and said, it's too late, buddy. You got what you deserve. You should have been thinking about this moment when you were breaking into houses, when you were terrorizing neighborhoods. That's what Jesus said. Hold on. No, Jesus replied in verse 43, I assure you that today you will be with me in paradise. So so the world gives him that list. 
And he responds with forgiveness and an invitation. John, John adds another story. John chapter 19, verse 26. All, all, all the disciples but save one have, uh, have left him. But there were women there. You, you, could, you could preach for a year on the women in the Gospels. I mean, anyway, it's awesome. The women are there. Earlier it says that it, Jesus' mother and his mother's sister, Mary, and the wife of Clopas and Mary Magdalene, they're all still there. They're st- they haven't left him. And in verse 26, Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby. There's, there's, and we don't know who the disciple that he loved. A lot of people believe um, that it was John that would later on, you know, help to write John's gospel. So, some people believe that it was Lazarus. We don't, we don't know. We don't know. But, 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 but there's a disciple there that hasn't de- de- depart, de- deserted him. And he looks at his mother and he says, woman, here is your son. Then he said to the disciple, here is your mother. And from that time on, this disciple took her into his home. Jesus was the firstborn son of a woman who in her old age is now presumably a widow. Because her husband has not been seen in 18 years that we know. And he's just been, let me underline the word, mistreated. And yet his response is forgiveness and invitation and caring. And then, and then after the resurrection, after the cross, the Gospels tell stories about, about, about Jesus' state of mind. Turn over two more chapters. John chapter 21. It's, it, says, it says, early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore. This, is, this isn't the first time he's seen the disciples, but, 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 but it's, it's in those first days. And the disciples, they had, they had gone, you, you know this story, they had, gone, they had literally quit their jobs as followers of him and they had gone back to their previous employment and for many of them that was fishermen way north in the sea of galilee and so they're out one morning trying to get back to learning how to do what they had been doing and 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 trying and they're 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 applying for jobs and they're and they're and they're out on the water and it's not working out for them jesus called to them verse five children have you caught anything to eat? They answered him, no. Cast your net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. And what happens? How many fish was it? 100, 153? The, bo- the boat like, is practically sinking. And it says a few verses later, after they'd come on to shore, Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. Now, none of the disciples could bring themselves to ask, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came, took the bread, and gave it to them. And he did the same with the fish. So after all that the world has done to Jesus in 24 hours, 
his response, his list, forgiving, inviting, caring, and providing. Considering all that he had suffered, the cross led Jesus to forgiveness. Considering all the ways he had been mistreated, the cross led Jesus to kindness. Naked, killed. And the cross led Jesus to grace. Now, as we, as we move towards Easter and spend each week considering the cross, this has to be where we start. Because every single one of us has been mistreated. Because every single one of us has been betrayed. Because every single one of us rightly has a list of the ways they did us wrong. Every single one of us. And if, and, if, and if I'm led to respond down here, but, but tell me, who's been more mistreated than this? cross led Jesus to grace who's been more treated more mistreated than this the cross leads us to choose grace he was the son of god He was the Word that in the beginning created galaxies. He, he healed up close from a distance. He brought people back to life that had been dead. He brought himself back to life after he was dead. Don't tell me he didn't have power. And with power comes choice. And he chose grace. The cross leads us if we're doing it right to grace. Let's pray. Gracious God, by your son's example, help us to do it right. 
Help us to choose right. And, 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 and more significant than our choices, help us to be led right. Help us to not have to think about it. Help us just, just do it. Kindness and forgiveness and providing and caring and inviting. Lord, may the cross that we worship be the cross of Jesus. And may that change who we are. We pray in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.